Hallelujah. Give God some praise in the house. He is worthy. He is worthy. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year's to those that I haven't had a chance to say that to. We are trusting the Lord Jesus Christ in 2021. Amen. We are beginning with a new series. Hallelujah. On, um, on New Year's Eve, uh, Minister Otis and, and Debbie Hill helped me as we dealt with the subject matter. And God told me, you're not finished yet. <laughs> that you you got to go deeper than that. You got to take it deeper than that. So, so, so we are going to attempt to allow God to show us some things. To speak to the core of our hearts. Amen. We are coming out of 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Many of us know this. This is the what we call the love chapter. But you will see that it's, that it, that it's more than that. It is that, but it's more than that. Uh, there's some things in it that perhaps we have never seen before. Amen. We are reading it out of the Amplified Version, and it says this. If I can speak in the tongues of man and even of angels, but have not love, that reasoning, that intentional spiritual devotion, such as is inspired by God's love for and in us, I only am a noisy gong and, and cleaning symbol. He said, if, if, if I have prophecy powers, the gift of interpreting divine will and purpose and understand all the secrets, truths, and mysteries and possess all knowledge, if I have not sufficient faith so that I can remove mountains and have not loved God's love in me, I am nothing. Even if I don't out all that I have to the poor in providing food, if I surrender my body to be burnt in order that I may glory, but have not love, God's love in me, I gain nothing. He says love endures long. It's, it, it is it's patient, it's kind. Love never envious or boils over with jealousy. Is not boastful or vainglory or does not display itself haughtily. It is not conceited, arrogant, inflated with pride. It is not rude, unmannerly. It does not act unbecomingly. Love, God's love in us, does not insist on its own rights or its own way, for it is not self-seeking, it is not touchy or fretful or resentful. It takes no account of evil done to it. It pays no attention to a suffered wrong. It does not rejoice at injustice or unrighteousness, but rejoices when right and truth prevail. Love bear up under anything, everything that comes, even ready to believe the best of every person. It hopes are faithless under all circumstances. It endures everything without weakening. 
Love never fails. It never fades out or becomes obsolete. It comes to an end. It asks for prophecy, the gift of interpreting divine will and purpose. It, it will be fulfilled and pass away. As for tongues, they shall be destroyed and cease. As for knowledge, it will pass away. It will be loosened and valued to supersede it by truth. Amen. Our knowledge is fragmented. It's incomplete. It's imperfect. Our prophecies, our teaching is fragmentary. It's incomplete. It's imperfect. And when it's complete, that which is perfect comes. When, when the incomplete and imperfect fades away, and when it becomes adequate, void, superseded, and when I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. Now that I have become a man, I've done away with childish things and put them aside. He said, for now we are looking in a mirror that gives only a dim, blur reflection of the reality as it is a riddle or enigma. He said, and then when that perfection comes, we shall see in reality face to face. Now we know in part, imperfectly. Then I will, shall know and understand fully, clearly, even in the same matter as I am known or fully seen and clearly knows and understood stood by God. So, and so, faith, hope, and love abides. Let's stop there. Y'all tired of standing. I'm tired of reading. <laughs> Father, even now, let's touch. Pour out. Pour out. Pour out. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. The three essential spiritual elements to have a fulfilled life. To understand what Paul was doing here, you have to put this chapter in context. You have to see the church that he is talking to is a highly gifted church, a church that had all the gifts functioning, but still they was immature spiritually. Hallelujah. Did, did you know that, that, that you can use the things of God to try to fulfill the inward need of trying to be significant and you're not using it for God, you're using it for yourself? They were functioning with the right gifts, but they were functioning in the wrong way. What Paul is dealing with here, he is saying in the first verses, he says, you are showing, you, you are showing out in your outward gifts. You, 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 are, you are doing it for the wrong reason. Did you know you can do anything in the church for the wrong reason? Doing good things. But God always looked at the heart more than he looks at the outward expression at what we do. 
Oh, y'all, y'all, y'all need it. Listen, I could be up here preaching and God will use my preaching, but yet my heart, the content of my heart could be wrong. Yeah, yeah, y'all would be blessed, but you know who won't be blessed? I won't be blessed. Why? Because, because though God will use what I'm doing, he will not allow me to be blessed because my heart is wrong. God always deals with the matter of the heart. He always deals with the inward motive. Now, 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 let me, let me, let me slow up. Because I need to dig into this. The problem is, even for us as Christians, is that we are trying to fulfill the inward needs that we have. Albert Mislow, who was a psychologist in 1943, came up with this chart. And out of this chart, he deals with the behavior of all human beings. In this chart, what he deals with, he deals with five basic needs that he says all of us have. He says we, we all have a need at the lowest level. He said we all have a need of, of, of being taken care of, that, that we, we food, drink, that, that uh, 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 clothes, of uh, uh, some place to stay. And, and that is a basic need. That is a need of, of just well-being. You, you, we all need drink. We all need food. We all need a, a place to stay. We all need clothing. Then he goes on to say, but, but there's another level of need that we have. We all have a need of what you say, belonging. That means that, 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 that you need to be loved. You need to feel like there is a group of people that you fit into, that, that you are on one accord with, that, 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 you, that you belong to. That's, that's what church is about. Matter of fact, that's what gangs are about. Gangs are about young men who feel like that, that I, they got my back. I belong to them. And, and, watch and if you're not careful, if you get with the wrong folks, they will control your behavior. To make you feel like you belong. And watch this. And if you don't do what they do, they will reject you. Did you know that the greatest human fear is rejection? Some of us are doing what we're doing because we're afraid that we're going to be rejected by people we love. And, and so therefore, we, we, will, we will allow them to control our behavior. This is not for, this is, this, these are human needs. There is another one that he calls, uh, he calls recognition or significance. And it's, and it's a sense, it's the highest level of archaeology, coming to self-archaeology, coming to know who you are. Coming to know that, that you are somebody, that you are of value, that you are significant, that, that you have something to contribute, that, 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 that there's something in you. Matter of fact, it goes to purpose. Can, can, can I help us? All of these needs really are fulfilled in God. 
Well, I go to Genesis, and I go to Genesis chapter 1. It says that we were made in his image, that, that, that God, God said that I am your identity. I made you for myself. He says, we're going to make you like us so, that, so that, that, that in me you find everything you need. Oh, y'all need to hear me this morning. Because though we are Christians, many times we're not looking at him. We are still trying to find these basic human needs that God created in us so that we will come running to him that, that, that we're still trying to find other things. That controls what we do, our attitude. Let me, let me explain. The church of Corinth was doing good things, but they were doing it the wrong way. And instead of building one another up, they was cutting up one another. Oh, y'all, shut your mouth. You know what? You know what church battles are in the church? Trying to find significance in the church among other Christians because you're trying to find significance by your gift. Paul is saying is unless the love of Christ is at the center of everything we do, we're missing it. He said no matter how you try to, to fill these needs, and he's not saying it's wrong having these needs, but what he's saying is that, 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 that you're doing it the world's way, and you're looking at the world to do what only I can do. <laughs> Let me go on. Here he makes Adam and Eve, and, and, and when he makes Adam and Eve in Genesis, he makes, he makes Adam in Genesis chapter 2 for 7, it says that he blew in him his spirit soul. He becomes a living being. Allow me to explain. Apparently when he first made Adam and Eve, the spirit and soul were so intertwined that there is no separation. So he calls it soul, but it's spirit. How I know it's spirit? Because God is spirit. And God in himself. Now you got to understand, it's not when he blew in. It was spirit he blew in. Because God doesn't have to breathe wind. <laughs> He's not like us. He's spirit. God, 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 God don't have to... You try not to, and you will pass out. So, so what is it that God blew in him? He blew in him spirit, soul, and he becomes a living soul, a living being. Listen, we are made in the image of God. Y'all got that? Watch this, watch this. That in the image of God, what we see is this, that we was made with his character, and it's characteristic. Let me explain what I'm talking about. Character means we had the moral uprightness and righteousness of God. That's what I say, had. <laughs> Adam had. Eve had. Y'all with me? 
then character, characteristic means that we are creative, we, we, we can build things, we, we can count, we, we have relationship, that we still have. But when Adam and Eve fell, do you know what they lost was the character of God? Genesis 2, I think it's the last verse, 25, and this is what it says. They were naked and not ashamed. A lot of us just read it that they were physically naked. But wait a minute. It means more than that. You know what this means? They were complete. Inside and outside. They were completely fulfilled. Filled in God's presence. They didn't even notice that they were naked. Those five needs that I talked about was totally fulfilled from their relationship with God. Oh, come on now. Watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. Watch this. They, they were in Gar Eden, and Eden was so set up, the temperature was regulated. It did not even rain. Fall watered the ground. Everything they needed was covered. The animals was under their control. They had kingdom in their hands. They had purpose in their hands. Everything that they needed, all those needs, was completely fulfilled. And watch and, and, and while they were in Genesis chapter 2, they didn't even argue. They completely fit one another completely because they were made to fit into one another. Was no rivalry. Was no competing. Well, there, there, there was no all oh, mine and your. It was us. It's, it's, it was, it was, it was. They were, they were made to be agents to help each other become more what God has called them to be. Eve became Adam, helpmate, kingdom business. They were, they was large and and in control. And God came down in the cool of the day and downloaded. Everything he wanted them to know. That is, this is God's original desire and plan for all of mankind. Still his intent. Still his purpose. Still going to get us back there. In the new heaven and new earth, this is what it's going to be like. But, but, but what's this, what's that? You know what happened? In, in Genesis chapter 3, it says the serpent, Satan, got in the serpent and he came. Why, why did he come in the ser serpent, Pastor? Because he couldn't get in their minds. Their minds was guarded. Their thinking was guarded. They was totally the the. Jesus is the express image of God the Father so that if you want to see what God looks like, who God is, you look at Jesus in the Gospels. 
There is no difference between his character, his makeup, how he sees things, how he speaks, how he loves, than God the Father. Because he is the express, uh, glorious image and character as God the Father. Y'all got that? He made Adam and Eve as the express image of himself. Jesus comes as the second Adam, which means the first Adam looked like Jesus before he fell. The serpent come, because I, I keep on saying this, because Satan's agenda is to erase the image of God off of us and replace God's character in us with his character. And some of us is doing a very good job of that. <laughs> and it's deception at the highest level. It's deception at the highest level. So watch this, watch this. So Satan comes and look, he lies to her. He says, he said, he said, the Lord God has, has, he was more crafty, more deceiving than any living creature of the field. And he, Satan, who got in the serpent, said to the woman, can it really be that God said you shall not eat of every tree of the garden? Notice what he does. He gets her in a conversation and he starts wide. He already knows the answer. Don't ever think you can outsmart Satan. Whenever you begin to rationale with the truth, you will come up with excuses for yourself. You, 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 you give the word of God. You say the word of God. When you start thinking, when Satan comes in your thinking, you give the word of God. Listen. Many times we blame the woman. Can I help you? Adam is standing right there. Wait a minute, can I go a step deeper? Eve is just saying what Adam told her. Because God didn't tell her. He told Adam that Adam told her. Now, now, now hold on, hold on, hold on. Before we blame the woman, why didn't Adam step up and say something? He is the coverer. He is the protector. He is the one, he's a spiritual high priest. And he stands there and don't say, he should have said, wait a minute, honey, I got this. He said, said, I command you to leave, and Satan would have left. Because the Adam and Eve had authority on the earth over everything at this time. What happens is, what says, he says, he goes, conversation. For the food that was delightful to the look. He, and then what he does with the woman, he says, how about this tree? He said, God is holding back from you. You know what he says to us? 
God is not going to fulfill your needs. You have to find it another way. Because does God really care about you? Isn't God holding out on you? He made them doubt the heart of God. He made them think that God was holding back. And, and, and let's, 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 let's get honest. Isn't that what we're trying to do? It's fulfill some need that we got, and it's an inward need of a hole in our souls, and, we're chase, and we would chase things to try to find what we think we want, and if you're not following God, when you find it, you wish you would never found it. Some of us are in situations right now that if we would have listened to God, if we could go back and redo. You know, on my computer, there's this arrow that go like that, that if I make a mistake, I tap it, and it undo what I did. Don't you wish you had that in life? Undo. Let's do it all over again. No, that wasn't right. Undo. I thank God for the Lord Jesus Christ because he gets in our mess with us. He helps you to, when you repent, he helps you to walk through. It doesn't mean you won't pay consequences. <laughs> it doesn't mean that, that you don't have to eat some bad fruit from the bad seeds. But he will give you grace in the eating of the bad fruit. Oh, somebody need to shout about that. If it was not for his grace, if it was not for God giving you the strength to go through what you... Hmm. Yes, Lord. So let me get back, let me bring this back to the core. So, so from this came, when they ate, everything changed. They lost everything. They lost their identity. They lost their purpose. They lost their relationship with God. They even lost their intimacy with one another. Wait a minute. They said we're naked and they hid from one another. Wait a minute. It was just the two of them. But it wasn't the hiding on the outside. They began to hide on the inside. Because now they felt inadequate. Their security was gone. Their identity is gone. We wrestle with trying to be okay with self. We wrestle with the identity that we've been created to be. We wrestle with somebody make me feel okay about me. And there are attitudes. There, there, there are attitudes that, that come up out of this for all of us. It's a matter some of how can I say this? Lord, help me to say this. Some of us, though we're Jody Q on the outside, we are being tortured on the inside. Here I was, I was so angry as a teenager. Came home, and I don't even know how long. I was in my hallway pacing back and 
forth like a caged animal. I was all up in my own thinking, ready to explode, ready to explode. It was like, you sure you want to fight me? Because I don't care. I don't care. Listen, 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 listen. I, I found it, realized, and I stopped and said, what are you doing? What is wrong with you? All of us at some point had came to a place that we recognized we was acting out of control. And we're honest with self. You know, see, see, the word of God will make you deal with you. If you don't ever deal with you, you will never grow. God will never show you the truth. You will never go beyond where you are. You always put it on somebody else. You always blame somebody else. At some point, we got to stop blaming everybody else and say, regardless of everybody else, I'm the one in need. I'm the one that needs God to heal me. Lord, Lord, Lord. listen, 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 listen. Until we admit where we are, God can't heal us. Every addict got to admit they are an addict before they can be set free. You know, no, no, I, no, I realize now is that, that I was so in bondage. God is a healer. The Bible says in 1 John chapter 3, he says, I came to undo, to loosen the works of the devil because he enslaved us to try to fill these needs. in a way other than Christ. First John chapter three says that he says, all that is in the world, he says, first do not love the world. All that is in the world is the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and pride of life. You know what he's saying is, he says, everyone is trying to fulfill the, the feeling of significance, of purpose, of belonging, of being loved, of being important, of, of trying to fulfill it. And you're trying to fulfill it by the things that is in the world. And I made that void in you that you will run to me. <laughs> He said, I'm your all in all. I'm your everything. So, so, so watch this. So, so Paul ingeniously, he points out saying, you're looking at gifts. You, you're even trying to do works of service to fulfill. But the problem why that doesn't fulfill is that, that your motives is wrong. Listen can be gifted, talented, anointed. I'll be able to sing till the, the, the foundation shakes. Be able to preach, people's up under the proof. But if the motive, if the reason why we do what we do it isn't right, 
And then I don't care how well you do it. You walk away and still feel empty. Amazing that this text that we read for marriages, this text that we read and we think it's the love chapter, that, that once you dig deeper, what Paul is saying is the motivation behind your everything at being a Christian is that you are so full of love that everything you do, the, 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 it, it's, like, it's, like, it's like the flower in a cake. <laughs> Try making a cake without flour. You got the eggs, you got the sugar, you put a little bit of salt in it. You can even put a little bit of flavor in it. Okay? And then, and then you can stir it up. Pour it in the pan. Put it in the oven. And let it cook. And it still come out a bunch of mess. But if you put some flour in it, same thing. Stir it up. Put it in a pan. And I don't, 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 don't talk about pound cake. Because now you're talking about five and six eggs. You're talking about living cake. Seven up in it. You know? Now, now, now you're talking about this thing. You know, you know, and then when it's in the oven, you try not to move too much. Because you don't want it to fall. But when you bring it out, and everything that came together... You got some good eating. Hallelujah. My, 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 my brother and sister, when folks get around you, there will be some good eating. It smells right. It tastes right. When love is in it, you can't help but be a blessing. We can substitute religion for relationships. Relationship, you're doing it because you're doing church stuff. <laughs> relationship, you are in a real relationship with him and that the Holy Spirit is energizing you to love the way you love, to serve the way you serve. See, some of us, we do it, but we don't have no joy doing it. We're doing it to impress other people. Whenever you're more concerned about what people think than what God thinks, then maybe we need to check our motives. In every area in the church of service, it's easy to slip into religion above relationship. None of us is exempt. Matter of fact, one of Satan's trick is to get us so busy doing 
that we don't have time being. And where you find yourself being is time with him. Learning him. Knowing him. I, I, I think that one of the things God does, and I think he does it on purpose. He breaks us of us. In the breaking, he breaks us on purpose so that we come running to the only one that can fill us. Got to stop here. The most important thing I said today is this. Jesus is the only one that can fill that can satisfy, that can make you okay. Is that all this back there? Stand up, man. If there's someone in the house that need to talk to a minister, that minister back there, I want you to talk to him. Amen? He'll be back there. For you that are watching me, there's a number that's coming up on the screen. And it's that 513. 400 number that you can call, that 513-451-1, you can call. Because all of us are searching. And the only thing that can fulfill it is Jesus. Will you pray with me? Father, even now as we come, Father, we bless your name that is you. It has always been you. And you refuse for anything else or anyone else to fulfill that void. Lord, we have moments, but it's not consistent. Because, Lord, moments is just momentary about the outside stuff. But, Lord, you want to fill us from the inside out. Lord, it's you. It's you. Lord, it's you. Father, let someone who, who hears this prayer and they can identify what I'm talking about, that they let you in, that they ask you, Jesus, to come into their hearts. Then they meet them where they're at and take them where you want them to be. Lord, you made us for yourself. You made us to enjoy you, to walk with you, to love you, to be in fellowship with you and realize that our all in all is you, Lord Jesus. Father, touch even now. In the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, touch. Amen. Thank you for joining us. We love you. Just hold on. In 2021, let him be the source of your everything. Come on, choir. Take us to worship. Just one.